They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Hello, and welcome to Podcast 11. Do you know, it's hard to believe that we're gathering pace with all the stories within the book. Last week, I was talking to you about Dantel and the earthquake that struck his home city of Arequipa in Peru, and how he rescued his brother. And this week, I'm taking you to one of Peru's neighbours, Brazil. More precisely, Rio de Janeiro, or simply Rio. Now, Rio is a huge seaside city, famed for its Cocacabana and Apananima beaches, the Christ the Redeemer statue that stands at over 38 metres in height on top of Mount Corobada, and of course for Sugarloaf Mountain, a granite peak with cable cars that goes up to its summit. The city is also known for its sprawling favelas, shanty towns, slums, however you want to phrase them. It's also known for its flamboyant carnival festivals, with all the parade floats, outlandish costumes, and of course, the samba dancers. In many ways, it's a rich, vibrant city, with a population of just over six million people. However, if you take the wider conurbation, metropolitan area, then you're looking at a population of nearer 13 million. However, it's not the biggest city in Brazil. That status goes to Sao Paulo, with 22 million people. But Rio is probably the most known of all Brazil's biggest cities. Rio is a fascinating place. And although I've not been to Rio, and for that matter, nor have I been to Brazil, but they are definitely on my bucket list to go and see. Guys, go and have a look on Google Earth at Rio. And coming to think about it, have a look at Brazil as a whole. This story... I had in mind for the full age range of kids I write for, so you can read. So this story is really for the 8 to 14 year olds. Take a look folks. I hope you enjoy reading it. Well folks, would you like to hear a short clip of the story? Personally, I think that would be a great idea, but then I suppose I'm a little biased on that point. You can't blame me, can you? After all, I did write the story. Anyway, enough of my blabbering banter. Find that comfy chair, sit back and listen. 
And as usual, I have a couple of questions for you to consider at the end of the podcast. Here's gear and coffee. Everyone, sit back and listen. It was 4am. The reminder call on her mobile phone had gone off. With bleary eyes, she quietly rolled herself out of bed, tossing the duvet aside. Two messages and one Facebook notification showed on the phone. Her Twitter account had been extraordinarily quiet throughout the night, much to her dismay. Kaffi was already up and sitting at the family table, fitting his prosthetic leg to his stump. He had come to Brazil from Somalia three years ago as an illegal immigrant. The war that had been raging there for several years had not only destroyed his homeland, but also left him orphaned, homeless, and without his left leg beneath his kneecap. The mine he had stood on that totally destroyed all the bone and tissues. The decision to amputate was taken by one of the top surgeons at the main hospital in Mogadishu, Somalia's capital city. Gia had first noticed Kafai sitting amongst the down and outs in one of the narrow alleyways where she and her father delivered soup to the homeless in the nearby favela. What struck her most about Kafai was how polite, clean and well-spoken he was. The normal response from the street people was aggression and foul language, often caused by the side effects of alcohol and drugs. For weeks, she and her father would do the evening soup run, and every night, Kaifai would wait in the same place for his soup and whatever gear and her father had managed to scrounge from their local shops and cafes. He was in pain from the infection that infiltrated his stump. Gia could see the pain etched on his face. One night, walking home, she told her father about the young Somali boy and his desperate plight. She explained to her father how she had taken the time to get to know Kaifai, that his dream was to take part in the 2016 Paralympics there in Rio de Janeiro, a city known to the world as simply Rio. The following morning, Gia's father had made a decision. They would trawl the favela back streets looking for Kaifai. Her father knew that if gangrene had taken hold, Kaifai wouldn't survive much longer. It was late afternoon when Gia spotted a bundle of rags propped up against the sides of a dilapidated wooden hut whose orange faded size had been heavily daubed with honour badges from one of the local gangs. It was the green stick wedged between the window and the door frame that Gia instantly recognised. Carefully pulling back the tattered rags, Two frightened dark eyes stared back at her. It was Kaffee, the young, twelve-year-old, emaciated black boy. Gia tapped him gently on the shoulder. Looking slightly dazed and shielding his eyes from the bright afternoon sun, he smiled at Gia, exposing a wonderful set of white African teeth. Kaffee, you're coming to live with us. End of... Why, Gia? You just are. The small shanty house she shared with her father and three sisters 
consisted of a small kitchen to the front, along with a moderately sized living room that led onto a small terrace that was littered with small model houses made out of breeze block or milk crates painted in bright pinks, yellows, greens and purple. It was a hobby her mother had until she passed away two years ago. The three small bedrooms that sat directly above the living room were accessed by a hole in the ceiling through which a ladder was placed. For the toilet and washing facilities, well, that was a trip to their aunts, four doors down. It was clear for all to see that Kafi's leg was badly infected and that he needed urgent medical attention. The look on her father's face said it all. Getting treatment at the local hospitals would be difficult, as Kaifa had no identification papers or money. It was early evening, and the storms that had been promised had arrived. Gia went to her room. The noise the, ra- the rain made as it pelted down on the corrugated roof was deafening. Her bed was the bottom bunk, and under it was a gold box. In it was a blue bank passbook. Pulling it out and scrambling down the ladder, she showed her father how much was in her account. Her father was astonished. He had an inkling that she had an account, but how much was in the account shocked him. How how have you managed to accumulate all this money? Father, I have been writing short stories and putting them on Amazon. What I make from the stories goes to my business bank account each month. So, you see, I have enough money to pay for a private doctor at one of the smart clinics near the beach at Copacabana. But you don't have a computer, so how? I go to an internet cafe after school each day down by the beach. The money I have made was to go towards a laptop and a mobile phone so I could write my stories from home. We'll talk about this later, but for now you need to go and get an appointment for Kafi. With the threat of further discussions with her father read the money in her bank account, she left for the smart part of Coca Cabana. She knew how the conversation with her father would go, but she would stand her ground. For this money was hers, her future and escape from the poverty-stricken, violent favela she lived in. The appointment with the consultant next morning was brief. Café was given a course of antibiotics to clear up the infection, with a further appointment made for two weeks' time to see what treatments would be required, if necessary, of course. Gia knew about Café's dream to become a gold medal winner in the Rio 2016 Paralympics. She also knew that to run for Brazil, Café would have to become a Brazilian citizen. How to register for citizenship and what procedures to follow, she had no idea. But the government website on Brazilian citizenship would be a good place to start. Where are we going, Gia? To the internet cafe. Why? Firstly, to look up and print off the guidelines of how to make you a Brazilian. And secondly, to see who are the best trainers, coaches, to help you get your gold medal.
Okay. How was that for a snippet of the storyline into Gia and Cafe's life? If you like the story, as well as all the others that have gone before, then you can go onto Amazon.com, search JT Crowley, Smart Kids, and buy the book. Equally, you can download the Kindle version. Now, if you want to know how and why the story came about, then stay listening for a few more minutes. How did the story come about? In 2016, Rio hosted the Olympic and Paralympic Games. And it was while I was watching the Paralympic Games, I, I wondered, could I create a character, a kid's character that would bring some sort of angle, vision of behind the scenes that led to the triumphal day itself? I, I, guess, I guess I wanted to show that we, the general public, get to see the so-called finished article. What we don't see is the years of toll and hard work that goes into creating, bringing about an Olympic or Paralympic champion. You see, kids, it's not just about the physical side of things. If you ask any athlete, they'll tell you it's about the mental battle as well, the belief, the game plan the psychological strategy put into place to win, and how to emotionally handle the upsets, the defeats. But also, to have the ability to raise your game. And on the day itself, creating a positive mindset and staying in that zone. So, this story takes you behind the scenes of Kafai's dream of being a Paralympic gold medalist. Equally, it's about Gia's passion, determination, encouragement to get Kafai to fulfill his dream, but at the same time, draw attention to herself so that she could succeed with her dream of being an Olympic champion in the Tokyo 2020 Games, which, of course, we all know now didn't happen due to COVID-19. And hopefully those Games will go ahead in 2021. Why did I write the story? Hmm, interesting. I, I wanted to show to kids that no matter what life throws at you, you can overcome all the challenges that come your way. So I deliberately opted for the Paralympics because I wanted to show to you kids that kids with a disability are still kids who can achieve phenomenal things and succeed in whatever they want to achieve. Plus, I, I, also, I also wanted to, to show, to, to demonstrate, however you want to phrase it, 
how an able-bodied person and someone living with a physical disability can work together to improve their lives. So I wrote the story of Gia with Cafe. And with lots of my stories, there are lots of underlying layers to the story for you to think about. Question. In the story itself, I tell you what classification class Kafai was placed in for the 200 and 400 meter races. Now, you'll have to read the story in full to answer this question. What was the classification number? Another question. What did Gear do to raise money to fund Kafai? Again, you'll have to read the full story to answer that one. And finally, what colours are in the national flag of Brazil? Do you think by now, kids, you're getting the hint that I want you to buy the books or download the Kindle version? Because some of the questions, you have to go and read the full story. Nothing like doing a bit of advertising is the kids. Now, by now, kids, you should have 11 stickers on your world map that you have in your bedroom. So, as you follow the characters all over the world. Now, next week in podcast 12, I'm taking you to Switzerland. Davos, to be precise. And it's here we meet Emerita and her dog, Gretel. That story is about a rescue. It's the rescue of the French ambassador's wife from a devastating avalanche. So, until then, this is JT Crowley signing off, as I do every week. So wherever you are watching the video or listening to the podcast in the world, stay safe. But have fun, just like my characters. See you in Switzerland next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.